0: What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Zoe Zoberist over Zoom Video. Zoe was born in Arizona, only lived there for six months, and was raised the rest of her life in Dallas, Texas. She started playing piano at a very early age. She had this old 1920s, I think, baby grand piano at her house. So she started playing that very early. Her dad was always into music, played some awesome records around the house. So she was always surrounded by music. She started playing guitar around 13, writing songs shortly after that. She talked to us about performing at South by Southwest at a very early age. She met somebody there that uh, hooked her up with somebody in Los Angeles for some co-writes. She moved to LA, lived there for a handful of years, talked about selling out the Troubadour and the Viper Room in Los Angeles and all about the most recent song she just put out. It's called Better. You can watch our interview with Zoe on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be rad if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be rad if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review.
1: We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts
0: we're bringing it backwards with zoe zobrist
1: hey hi zoe how are you good can you hear me okay
0: i can hear you Yep.
1: okay perfect we are in the middle of a a move so my audio setup is not as um as it usually is ideal
0: (laughs) (laughs) all good where are you moving
1: Uh, We just moved to Texas. We moved to Texas from Georgia. We've had quite the year. Um, We've moved eight times this year.
0: That's (laughs) wild. Wow.
1: We officially are home and I am not moving for at least five years. Okay. (laughs) But home base, we're like home base. This is it.
0: Very cool. So you're originally from Texas though, aren't you?
1: I am. Yes, I am. So it's cool to be back. It's a it's a much more exciting place than when I grew up. There's a lot more to do, so it's fun.
0: But. Okay. Very very cool. Well, I'm Adam, by the way. And then this is about you and your journey and music. Um. So I guess going back to. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: And your family runs this podcast, right? You.
0: Yes. Yeah. My and wife and I.
1: Kids, right? I'm sorry. Have two kids.
0: Two kids. Yes. Two kids. And my wife and I, it's uh, just us. We started it in 2019 and then the pandemic happened and it just Mm -hmm. kind of, I mean, it's unfortunate the pandemic was, but that meant people were home and we just started doing these over zoom and it uh, (laughs) really hasn't stopped since. It's pretty wild.
1: This kind of interaction I feel like is what kept people sane. (laughs) For sure. For sure. And as, as terrible as that time was, I feel like the doors that it, this is kind of a weird thing to say, because obviously it was not a good time, but it opened a lot of doors for people to explore avenues that I feel like maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. So, um, you know, and, and I certainly have a greater appreciation for being able to be around people again. So
0: for sure, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I was doing radio for 17 years and then when this happened, it was like, cause we were doing it as a, you know, fun thing that we were always trying to pursue, but it was like a weekly thing. And then the pandemic hit and I'm getting so many email requests to do interviews. And I'm like, wow, this is really doing way more than I would have ever imagined. And we're like, just leaned into it. So (laughs)
1: lean into it. I love that. That's like my favorite thing to say. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay. Yeah. So that's been, you know, we've been doing it now. And instead of doing one a week, we pub one out every day.
1: That's amazing. That's so cool. Congrats to you guys. That's well, thank awesome. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'd love it. But, um, I want to talk about you and your journey. So yeah. Dallas, Texas is where you were born and raised.
1: Yep. I was, I was born in Arizona, but I moved oh. out here at six months old. So I'm basically okay. a Texan. I'd say.
0: Don't remember much. I would imagine from, from Arizona yeah, then.
1: Not okay. much. I have a family there and I, I really like Arizona. Honestly, the music scene over there is really cool too. <clears throat> um, lot of lot of art which is neat but it's hot it's a little too hot for me to live there um texas is hot too but we have our we have a little more seasons i'd say um mm-hmm. but i grew up in uh like right in between dallas fort worth and then uh spent six years or so in in la and enjoyed that but um i have a i'm married and i have a little one now and
0: yeah and congratulations re- i saw that
1: Yeah, thank you Well, your
0: your cover of of your baby single is you pregnant.
1: Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Such a cool journey. I mean, I I always knew that I wanted to be a mom, but like it's it's my favorite chapter so far, and I think it's really cool. You know, like you and your wife, you're still making art, you're doing it, you're you you juggle it all, and like that is so cool. Especially like seeing how it's opened up my writing too to Mm -hmm. to have or, you know, happy things to write about. Then
0: right. New experiences for sure.
1: Absolutely. So it's, it's been really, really cool. Okay. Challenging,
0: of course. I was going to say, yeah, and it's not, definitely not easy.
1: No, not, <laughs> Especially not now
0: easy. with summer. I mean, your, your, your child is obviously very young, but I have kids in school and it's like, now they're in summer and it's like, okay, my wife and I work from home and it's like juggling them in the other room. And
1: well, and yes. you guys, the, uh, how old are your kids?
0: Uh, six and 14,
1: six and 14. So you guys had to do the distance stuff with COVID as well.
0: Oh yeah. That was a nightmare. Especially my younger son. He was in pre pre kindergarten or preschool. I can't remember. He was like basically in like a preschool and they were still having him go on zoom. I'm like, you realize that he's, you know, four, he's not going to sit on this computer for much longer than like three minutes, unless you're like, have a video up or a game going on.
1: Totally. I get you. Um, my nephew's when do got two, but yeah, yeah, he's young. So, so summer wise, I mean, we're just, we're, he likes the
0: yeah. pool. Yeah. You have a bit of time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's he's like in his kind of easy stage right now. He's just, okay. kind of fun, but yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. So
0: what you were, I mean, Dallas, Fort Worth is massive. So you grew up in uh, that area. And mm-hmm. when you started playing piano at a very early age, is that the first instrument?
1: Ah, yeah, so I, growing up and the piano that I grew up playing is actually going to be at my house by the end of the month. So I'm really excited about this. Oh my God. I'm so excited. It's a 1920s baby grand. And it's like, wow. It's beautiful. It's, it's this gorgeous black baby grand. that's just like, I mean, the sound you get out of a, like a piano is just insane. So I really miss that. Um, and, and my, my dad got it for my sisters and I, um, growing up, which was so cool. Like he just, he played in a band growing up and and was hoping that someone would get the music bug, I think. <clears throat> so he, um, he had a piano in our house and I, I learned to play it. I loved it. Um, but he
0: bought the a 1920s gr- baby grand piano for you girls to play.
1: He just, he's, he's a music guy. And he, I guess he like came across something for sale and was like, okay, like somebody's going to learn to play it
0: wow um, okay yeah
1: it was it was a really special thing to have um because just I think seeing that sparked so much interest for me like it, it was just it was always in our living room so I right. would climb the bench and kind of like probably play it in the most annoying way possible you know but <laughs> um, but it it was inspiring you know it, it gave me something to be interested in I started with classical training and I hated it. Like I, I appreciate it now, mm-hmm. but as a kid, I didn't connect with it. I'm oh, of very, course. Oh yeah. I do know. I think some kids do all of it, but I'm so ADHD. Like I can't focus is hard for me. I'm sure as you'll notice this conversation, I can <laughs> go on just like, it's my job. So for a lot of creative people, that can be a good thing because your brain can think in ways that, you know, just, you have all this imaginative capability. That's great. But, um, that was a little bit too intense for me, especially at a young age. So I'm glad that I stuck with music because Mm -hmm. I just ended up kind of trying to learn by ear, um, you know, some of my favorite artists and that sort of thing. So I stuck with it, but at first I was kind of intimidated.
0: (laughs) Sure. So was, you learned piano then, like were you playing classical piano and then just got sick of it and moved on or, um,
1: i i basically because my so we had like a record collection in my house too so mm-hmm. i listening to a lot of classic rock like we had you know of course the beatles zeppelin the who mm-hmm. all those then um you know i just i would hear things and be like well that's cool i like music so maybe i can try to learn um some of those things and and then i i wrote my first song on the piano when i was seven wow. and it was yeah, well, because the cool thing about the classical music thing is it taught me how to write, like, how to, like, understand sheet music. So I have it still. It's, like, this um, notebook paper that had a few pages that I um, – it was, like, you know, the sheet music notebooks where you can write the – the you know. yeah, So I have those. And I think at the time it was, like, about God or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's was, like – I was just writing whatever I I was, you know, probably paying attention to at the time at seven. And yeah, it was interesting. So I I don't know what made me want to write music. I think I was just like, well, I can make my own song or something. Right. And and then, yeah, I just started, started doing that. I mean, it was funny at 10. I was like writing songs about like being cheated on or something. My mom's like, what do you know about this? You're watching too much TV. You're watching too much TV. (sighs) (laughs) kids are funny but um but yeah so I just started writing because it made sense to me for some reason and then um did musical theater which got me out of being very shy I was a really shy kid and um so that kind of like forced me onto the stage and like Uh some fears that I had um and I think, you know, having had that avenue where the teacher I had was trained in an opera environment, like she helped me with my pitch and my tone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then around 13, I picked up guitar. So just kind of kept like finding new things to get into.
0: Mm-hmm. And did you start like when you got the guitar, was that, I mean, obviously a whole new instrument to to write music on. And then did that become like songs that you had? eventually started a band with or were those songs that you, were more singer songwriter that you could play out and about? Cause I mean, lugging a piano around would probably be a, a difficult oh, wow. task.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think at first I was intimidated by the guitar because it just didn't make sense to me. Like it was, it was like, I was used to seeing everything laid out here mm-hmm. and then in front of you and then having something that, that I had to, it just was such a foreign thing like it really is learning another language mm-hmm. and any instrument that you pick up and i think the more that you pick up the the better your brain gets at adapting maybe but um there was there was that learning curve and i i see why like a lot of people quit when they start to learn an instrument because there's that time period where you're like i feel like this is never going to happen and it's it's so hard and then you like the light bulb happens and then i was like okay i like this Especially trying to learn to sing and play, that was really hard at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I once I got more comfortable with it, I I uh, I think that I started my first like band at like thirteen. You know, just with some like kids around. Um, there was like a little music school that that we all kind of got together and, and had a band that we played in, and um, we, we played some like little you know the local like like um seasonal festival type things that are like in your town we, we did stuff like that and then uh and then I started pursuing like my own actual like I wrote this music when I was 14 so
0: okay yeah so at 14 is when you, it was that's when it kind of changed for you I mean like at 14 are you playing different shows in in the area I mean you talked about playing you know the whatever festivals that were going on in, in the town, but like, when do you start really pursuing this knowing, like, was there a moment that you're like, okay, this is what I definitely know. This is what I'm going to do forever or a validating moment for you with your songwriting.
1: That's a cool question. Yeah. I think that like, and looking back, I think it's really neat how, how this builds over your, like, over someone's young life, like deciding what maybe they want to do. Cause when I was five, I saw a girl singing at like, some event. And I was like, mom, I want to do that. I was like three or five or something. So I always knew that I wanted to do music or pursue something that was artistic. Cause my sisters, my sisters danced their whole life. So I, I was like, Oh, we have such an artsy family. This is fun. I was exposed to that, which is great. Um, I'm lucky that my, my parents were like, you know, willing to let you chase that dream. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it was, it's a lot. I mean, having to take your kids to lessons and things can become daunting, I'm sure. Um, but I think that by the time that I was 14 and started kind of seeing that, like, oh, this is a this is a real thing. Like, people are starting to talk about what they want to do, where they might want to go to college, maybe, or like that sort of thing. I was just like, oh, you know what? I think I really want to try to try to try to do this. And I think that especially for me being a kid that I did not fit in very well. It was, there, was, there were a lot of things that I, I was trying to figure out emotionally and music was my safe haven in mm-hmm. that way. So I think that, you know, finding that place that I felt safe in that I could express myself um, was really impactful for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I started playing my own music for other people um, and sort of doing like little recordings and what have you.
0: Okay. And did yeah. you, when you ended up, what, finishing high school, did you go to college for music? Like when, it, or you talked about moving to LA for a while. Like, was that the next big move for you? Or what, what, what happened via, like after you graduate high school, like, okay, now you graduate. I want to play, I want to, you know, be a songwriter. Now, what do I do?
1: So my like learning years were a bit random. I, I got my GED because I, I was quote unquote homeschooled. Like I didn't really like, you know. <laughs> pay attention or do a lot of school right,
0: yeah my son is or he was homeschooled as well now he goes to basically school a couple of days a week my older one so
1: yeah like i just it was always really hard for me to be in a in a like school environment mm-hmm. and i feel i don't know i it always kind of like made me really feel hard on myself um because i i wasn't able to keep up and when it came to like testing and evaluations like i I was like, okay, like I can do this. I guess I just don't want to. Like, I don't know. My brain just wouldn't. There's so many different styles of learning. And I think that we're becoming a lot more attuned to that nowadays. Mm -hmm. But in, you know, when I was in school, I'm 26 now. So when I was in school, you know, it was, if you are in like AP math, like they could see I was creative. They didn't know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. So there just wasn't um, a lot of options for kids that wanted to do art things when I was really young. And then by the time I was, um a little bit older, I was just like, I think I'm gonna wait on college because I didn't know what I wanted to go for. Um, I didn't want to, you know, end up in debt.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, smart idea.
1: Yeah, and then I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I got my GED. At least I have that if I want to go to college eventually. Um, I'm just gonna play shows and pursue music and writing. And when I was 19, I went to write with someone. And let's see, I was 20. I went to write with someone in, in, um, California and they had a room open and it was like for $500, which in California, <laughs> a room being available for that cheap was like, okay, I'm Unheard
0: of. Yeah. I'm from San yeah. Diego. I know all about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess I was just about 20. I don't know. Um, and I was like, Hey, okay, I'm just going to do it. So I just moved. Um, mm-hmm. I stayed and I, uh, loved it. I was, that was a big, uh, Big fan of the, the the beach life that it offered, and like all these people that I got. I mean, you throw a rock, and you're like, you're some talented guitarist or right, whatever. Right, right. So many creative people there, and it was it was really cool. It was hard though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a lot of growing up for me to do, but it was a good experience. Let's see, how long was I there? I moved there when I it was in 2016, I guess.
0: Okay. Well, wow, I mean, coming from Dallas to then moving to Los Angeles, that must have been quite a culture shock, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I had, like I said, a lot of growing up to do in the sense that, like, there were a couple situations where I lived. I lived in Van Nuys um, okay. where I had to learn very quickly, like, OK, I don't leave my house past this time because we were oh, not. Sure. Um, There were like we have some fu- like a like a. A lot of just stories where I'm like, okay, I'm glad I'm good.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, I see what you
1: Elf was literally fall like the ceiling fell in at one point. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh.
1: And there were like, let's see, at one point, there were like, I had my own room, but there were like five people in this like two bedroom
0: apartment. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, and that sounds like about right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the lifestyle over there. And, and, and it, it was really fun, though. Like figuring it out, making making friends, figuring out how to, you know, collaborate with people, and and all that was was really good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, learning how to, like, okay, I guess I have to work three jobs right now. That kind of mentality of just like you just have to do what you have to do was really good for me. So mm-hmm. it was hard. There were a lot of times where I was like, I don't know how much longer I can do this, but it right. was, yeah. Which now, sorry, Which now that's why I'm like, okay, Texas is cool because I can go to California, I can go to work. um, But, you know, you just, it's a little more comfortable here for Mm -hmm. family purposes, I think, if you're trying to like figure it all out.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We moved to Nashville like a year and a little bit over a year ago. And we absolutely love it here. But uh, we're originally from, I'm from San Diego. So, or my wife, my whole family is from San Diego. So, us moving here was such a change coming from, from, you know, the California environment to, to now here.
1: I love Nashville though. What a, what a fun spot.
0: Yeah. We love it here. It's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing there as far as like, there's so many creatives. Mm-hmm. environment to be in. I do. I like that. I think that at least at this point in my life, I like, like if I had to move to one of the other, I would definitely pick Nashville <laughs> just because I, I, um, I like that it has that kind of combination of like if you want to kind of get out of the Nashville area, you have like I love Tennessee. Tennessee's great.
0: Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, we're not in the city; we're in the burbs, but which I love too because it's like I can go to the city. But I mean, we yeah, with our family and everything, it's it's so much more calm and the pace of life is a lot slower. And yeah, we dig it here. But um, I love that. Yeah, it's (laughs) been amazing. But UK, so you are in LA, and was there like like what was the a big moment that happened there or did you know what was the kind of that got the your career going
1: so i was in la because i had i had been working with so basically <laughs> rewinding i had played mm-hmm. southwest in man 2015 no earlier. oh wow
0: that's huge not
1: 2015 maybe it was like 2013 i am the worst with timelines and dates all
0: good don't worry about it
1: but at some point back in the day i played mm-hmm. West, so I played the actual festival, but then I had a bunch of shows that I had set up, just like like side festivals. Like a lot of times around that time, little like the bars on
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll have shows going on for sure.
1: Totally. So I had played, and and we were like dragging our equipment up and down Sixth Street on like a like it was so just like it was intense, and we (laughs) were just like, if we're gonna be here and we're gonna like, you know pay what it costs to like, just like survive here for the whole weekend. We're going to play, we're going to pack like three shows into a day. So oh we're gonna-
0: yeah.
1: Off. Yeah. So we get to this at the time it was called the amphitheater bar. I'm sure it's still there, but um, it was really cool. It was, you know, kind of this cool outdoor bar thing and someone had walked in to get a, a drink and just was watching the show. And he ended up being kind of a really cool connection that ended up bringing me out for this writing um session that I had mm, that made okay. Me okay. Um and now I'm I'm on a I'm on the label that I'm working with is is had been you know consecutively through. So it's the string effect, right? You meet one person and it snowballs into all these other happenings mm-hmm. that um further your career. So I think that that was the biggest learning experience for me is when If you want, you know, you can't hide in your house and wait for somebody to come knock on the door and be like, hey, talented musician.
0: Sure, we'd like to offer you a record deal and here's some money.
1: (laughs) And now the world's so different anyways, you know, it doesn't all boil down to getting a deal. We have so Mm -hmm. much. So much at our um, fingertips, especially with, with online. So I guess now that is a lot. You can sit in your house and. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Now, now you can just have a big moment on TikTok, and somebody will come DMing you and being like, Hey,
1: exactly. You and that's for your record deal. That you post that, maybe you weren't really feeling that in the mood for it that day or whatever, but that one video could mean everything for you. Mm-hmm. So that's, what's so important is like, whether you're dragging your crap down the street to play a show that you're tired and don't feel like playing or whether you're in your house being like, how do I make this much content? It's just, you just have to like grind because every little thing leads to the next. And it's so, so important to just play as much music as you can. But Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, when I was in California, the, I guess the, you know, there there were, I was there for so long that there were little things that I think felt like stepping stones for me and setbacks, of course, but I think the the most exciting point for me was right before COVID. Oh, um, wow. I think a lot of people felt that way, you know, where it was like, oh man, things were really starting to pick up. But mm-hmm. it was it was cool because I went to, to uh, a writing session and I met um, a friend of mine that actually we we ended up writing a bunch of music together and and um, and playing a bunch of shows and and we got to um, we sold out the Viper room. It was so cool. Wow, It's we- huge that was huge. It was so neat. I and mean, we, we, um, got to play the Troubadour, which mm-hmm. was like insane. Like you, you grow up, you grow up seeing like all these things about these legendary venues and the moment you get to play that as an artist is like mind blowing. I mean, it's probably like for someone that grows up getting to go see their, you know, favorite sports team play at an arena and you finally get to play it like to right. me, that or because it was like, even though, I mean, is it like a giant place? No, but it was, it was like, wow, the people that I admire the most have like stood on this stage. Right, this, oh, Freaking cool. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of my favorite, favorite moments of That's being so rad. It was so cool. And we just had these few months of like back to back cool things, whether it was the Viper Room, um, the Troubadour, and we were kind of getting ready to like put this record out, which, which. <laughs> got postponed so now i'm now that i've moved and like this room that i'm in right now i'm setting up as my studio here and i i just plan to go out to california quarterly Mm -hmm. um and um sort of just get done what i need to and and uh get stuff moving again but but yeah you know things things were awesome and then then COVID hit and like i said it was just a regrouping for everyone you know Mm -hmm. is what am i what am i doing and and um for me personally i ended up meeting my husband
0: which is funny. oh wow during covid
1: we met on tiktok funny as
0: <laughs> that's awesome
1: i'm like what a, people ask how we met and i love telling that story because it's like it sounds so dumb um but he was he was stationed in germany at the time okay and i didn't really have like an algorithm on my app yet i was just um like downloading it to start putting music on it. Cause I'm like, wow, I'm really behind the game on this. I should do this. Right. And I saw a video he posted and I followed him and he DM'd me. And now we have an eight month old son.
0: That's so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's funny how that works, but yeah. Yeah. He's super cool. So now we live in Texas and I'm just like, I guess I'm going to travel where we need to and, and all that. So yeah, we're in, we're in a regrouping period. Cause it was, I was doing a lot and then COVID hit. And then I had, you know, I was pregnant, I had a baby. Oh,
0: so yeah, that probably so, took up a lot of your time. <laughs> I would
1: imagine. I played a show with him while I was nine months pregnant though. That guitar was like propped up.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's it was, cool.
1: It was like a little coffee shop thing by the army base that we were, we were at in Georgia, but it was fun. That's was really cool.
0: cool. That is really yeah. cool. You're endorsed by a company out of San Diego, aren't you?
1: Oceanside, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, Oceanside. Well, yeah, so- it's just north of yeah San Diego. Um, those guitars they make are not only like they're insane, but like tell me how that relationship formed. I mean they're called Zoe Guitar, right?
1: Guitars, and so the Luthier uh, Sean, the guy who makes them. Mm-hmm. So- his granddaughter's name is Zoe. So it just happened to be that he started this company with her name and his wife, Sally, who kind of helps them like get all this out online and everything. She was, you know, doing some research and found my name and it's spelled the same, which is right. so cool. Um, and so she, we just started talking on like Facebook and whatever. And and uh, she was like, I think it'd be really cool to just see what we could kind of do together. And so when I was in California a handful of months ago, um I went down to their shop and played their different models and uh, guitars and and I was just like blown away by how much I didn't know <laughs> um about the instruments that I played like like there's so much every little detail that goes into a guitar is just incredible um so I got to learn a lot from that experience and then I actually just had a custom belt and it's right next to me. I, I can show it, but yeah, uh,
0: I've just, I was on their Instagram. And I was like, Whoa, like these are crazy. And then I really, and I saw it. I was like, Oceanside. And then I really, and then he was like, the guy was in a picture, uh, and he had a San Diego Padres hat on I'm like, oh, okay. So it is Oceanside, California. <laughs> and,
1: and it's so, cause I've, I've gotten to go to a factory before, like, of like, you know, and every guitar building process is incredible, but I didn't realize mm-hmm. the scale of like one person doing it takes so much like it's it's really such a detailed like oh, so it's much insane. oh yeah so much goes into it and and when we were picking out you know everything from the wood on each part of the guitar to the tuners to every little every little bit is like so much care goes into it and if sean watches this he's gonna have, he's gonna be like are you kidding because a string broke <laughs> 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 isn't this stunning
0: oh yeah Oh, I love it, the inlays. Those are cool.
1: Okay. That's my favorite part. And he literally does all of this by hand. So he ordered and and literally cuts it all, does it all by hand. It's so gorgeous. So like, I don't know how well you can see that in this lighting, but.
0: No, I can see it. I just didn't want to every, talk so everyone else can see it.
1: Like every little piece is so insane. So yeah, I mean. And all of the guitars that I played were so different, too, so like mm-hmm. trying to do something um, you know the different wood that you have sounds a certain way, so like based on what you what you tend to play is is totally relevant, and it just was a really cool experience, so um obsessed this is like like um my guitar that I played for a long time i was my first guitar when I was and I it it becomes like an extension of your body so when I got this I was like this is my soulmate like Mm -hmm. it literally it's you pour so much love and like you know songwriting and time into your instrument so I'm really excited that
0: yeah
1: today but that's uh, so
0: cool that is so cool yeah I was looking at uh, on the his website I was like whoa like these are insane um but yeah and it looks like he just does custom stuff i mean based off of
1: custom stuff he also has like an inventory so like on his site he has a handful that are just like ready to go that he's made yeah. um but but yeah he has jumbos so i was i played a jumbo in a few of my videos on instagram that are just like these gorgeous bigger beautiful sounding guitars um this is a dreadnought style which from what i've been educated on is like the the main Typical kind people tend to buy. It's like the most popular mm-hmm. um, just because it's pretty versatile. And then he has parlors, which are like these really cool kind of like, I don't know if you'd say travel size, but like smaller guitars um, that are really rad. So
0: that's so cool. That is awesome. <laughs> well, um, I want to hear about your new song. You just released a song called better.
1: Yes. Yes. I just put a song out um, called better and i have taken kind of a hiatus Um, while I was pregnant, obviously, and and at the end of my pregnancy, I I put out a song called Oh Baby, which I wrote for my son. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the second I found out I was pregnant, I wrote this song. And then after that, um, you know, I've kind of been sorting through, I'm getting ready to put together like a full EP. Um, but I wanted to get something out in the meantime. And, um, I picked better because it felt like such a, so much has changed for me and and so much changes for everyone when you enter into your like parenthood chapter obviously and you know going from from this very different lifestyle i had um you know and when i was living in la it was like i, I was just day to day like very much so in survival mode um honestly very stressed out <laughs> most of the time um you know there were some things that happened that like i really had big shifts and like learning experiences from and, you know, heartbreaks and all the things that come with growing up. So better was sort of this like cathartic like page turner for me to sort of put out, um, of like my, my friend group changed my, um, the way I live my life changed. Um, and there were like definitely some like, um, obstacles that, and like, you know, and I guess emotional bruises that came with that of just learning to grow up and like, but also realizing what that means as far as, you know, um, still, still keeping that part of yourself, but just looking out for your mental health, looking out for your family, you know, being able to surround yourself with, with the right people that, that nurture you and vice versa and so yeah it was sort of this song of like this deep breath for me to sort of be like okay um i'm gonna let go of a bunch of this stuff and move into this new space i love it
0: that's so mm-hmm. cool yeah oh my. so you said you have a you were you were in the midst of recording a record or writing a record mm-hmm. and then or an uh, album or ep um and then COVID happened and that kind of changed everything. So are currently, are you just really, do you have a batch of songs that are done or are you kind of releasing them as you write them and record them? Like what, what
1: do you have moving forward? So I have a batch of songs that are done. And then I have a couple more that I'm, I'm going to be adding. I have, to, you know, first, you know, passes of all these things kind of recording and put down, but I'm, I'm literally building out like a, like an in-home studio that I can be very self-sufficient in. Um, and so I'm excited to sort of like, re-record this, get it to where I want it, um, you know, and, and put all those, all those, uh, things into it that I've, having been mobile for as long as I have, like I said, we've moved, <laughs> we've moved eight times. Um, right. there's so having a space to really be able to like put the loves into a song that I want to and, and, and make it the way that I want it is going to be awesome. And then being able to use my new guitar on, on the, on the tracks and, um, you know, and all of that. So, so it's, it's written and it's, it's ready to go. It's just as soon as I get this, this room where it needs to be, I'll be able to get into the lab and, and uh, get them all ready to go.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much Zoe for doing this today. I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you.
0: This has been great. I have one more quick question. If you have any advice for aspiring artists
1: advice for aspiring artists lots but a couple things are one like I said I think that if you want to have art become your you know success vehicle I think that that success means a different word to everybody but to me it just means that I can you know function. I can be able to sustain myself off of doing something that I really love, something that makes me really happy. And if you want that, I think it really just comes down to making as much as you can and getting off your back as far as like, you know, just get it out there, make it, you know, create, 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 and, and try not to be too hard on yourself because, um, you know, at the end of the day, especially nowadays, it's just, you know, quantity, <laughs> um, and, and consistency. So, and like I said, that one video that you don't even think maybe is that good could be the one that opens a huge door for you. So that's my biggest bit of advice. And then also just listening to your intuition and and trusting yourself, whether that be putting yourself around people that genuinely make you feel good and feel, um, you know, don't stress you out like you should feel good on a day-to-day basis creating the art that you do um, and and surrounding yourself with people that make you feel safe and 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 good so those are my two two big ones